Hello and welcome to Crapflix and Chill, the film podcast on a terrible journey to find the ultimate sweet spot between a film so bad that it's actually fun to watch and a bad film that's plain unwatchable. My name is Jamie Valentine and I'm joined as always by the man with more personality than the whole cast of Divergent. It's Joe Thompson, everybody. How are you this <laughs> which, evening, buddy? Which really isn't saying much, is it? Let's, let, <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> Fuck me. That was a that was a yawn fest, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, fair play, anybody who did who did did chill in. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the episode. But yeah, don't don't go and watch Divergent or the rest of the film series. <laughs> We've actually had some nice responses to to our divergent. Basically, people just happy that we saw it as badly as they did, and that we struggled as much as they did. And you know, <laughs> thank you for your shared, shared misery shared around divergent. Yeah. Misery loves company. Yeah, God. yeah. awful. Uh, and whilst I have you, I just wanted to pop a friendly reminder that you can now follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Crapflix Podcast for our weekly animated releases for each new episode. We also share some visual gags that we notice from the films we're watching, plug other podcasts that we love, and generally talk about films all day long with people. So if you want to get involved in the community, jump right in. There's space on the sofa for you, man. Crack open a beer and chill and kick back. So this is normally the part where I ask uh, you, Joe, what we're watching tonight. But tonight, I'm going to be... Uh, uh, I've got a few few tricks up my sleeve, um, yeah. as it were. Divergent 2? Yeah. <laughs> Kill me now. Uh, now, well, instead, we're going to be watching um, uh, a film that follows an evil leprechaun who... Leprechaun? Leprechaun? I can get slated for that. Who searches for his magic flute that three hoodlums stole and kills anyone who gets in the way? It's Leprechaun in the Hood, everybody. <laughs> well, <laughs> have you seen in the hood. any of these films? Have I? Yeah. I uh, feel shocked and let down that you don't remember that I have watched this film with you at your house. Jesus Christ. Well, that must be going back then. <laughs> it really is. I, it's really, I think it's probably the only once or twice I've ever actually been to a place that you lived. Um, we tend to meet each other either at mine or at somewhere closer to mine, <laughs> which makes it sound like that, I'm that kind of friend. But no. yeah, we watched, we watched this and had pizza. Do you remember? And played Dead Rising. I do not, but these these all sound like truisms. So um, <laughs> these sound well, like things that you would do. Yeah. Well, yeah. you showed me Dead Rising three and the and the Xbox One for the first time in my life. So yeah. Oh wow. Okay, that was go- that was going way back then. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, man, we go I, back. I, I hope you. I hope, I hope you enjoyed it then, because you're going to watch at least the, the first hour now. Uh, but yeah, Mate, I was uh, steaming. I can't remember a thing about it. A thing about it. I just remember the title. This is so the Le- the Leprechaun franchise. Uh, it is actually a, a franchise. This is the the fifth movie, I believe, in the the series. But you know, there's this. It starts off, I don't know, like Leprechaun One, Leprechaun Two, all that jazz, and then it has the horror problem where they need to do more inventive stuff. So I don't know if there's like uh, Leprechaun in Las Vegas. I think is one. Maybe there's Leprechaun, leprechaun in space. space. <laughs> uh, but at some point, they decided. <laughs> uh, at some point, they decided exactly he's. The same time. Um, He's got to go to the hood or in the hood uh, with uh, uh, iced tea of all people. So uh, <laughs> let, let's see what happens. If I see one more film where, you know, the hood is crossed with Irish uh, mythology, um, you know, you're going to really kick off. 
I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm buzzing. Let's like, do it. Let's do it. There's a sequel. <laughs> I know. Oh, fucking hell. Right. Here we go. Three, two, one. Play! Oh, is this legendary? It's got, it's got some, it's got some, uh, some prestige behind it. And uh, yeah, shout out to Warwick Davis who plays the Leprechaun in all of these films and is just spot on. He knows, he knows oh, what Lionsgate. he's doing. <laughs> Lionsgate does seem like a too big a, a, a production house for this. Yeah. I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe it makes them money, but. Because didn't the first Leprechaun have like Jennifer Aniston in it and stuff? Uh, yeah. Um, I'm pretty. Wasn't that when they were trying? Yeah, I get the feeling like that's when they tried to make him out to be some sort of like actual terrible threat rather than. <laughs> what is happening? What is comedy. <laughs> He's in high heels here. Oh my God. I think what I love most about these films is just the way he like speaks in rhyme. And I really, I really hope, you know, well, talking about um, plot exposition, um, having it said to me in Irish limericks is absolutely fine by me. <laughs> but there's a line, I don't know if it's in the first hour of this, but it's like, a friend in need is a friend indeed, but a friend with weed is better. Oh God! Also, can we not with the goosebumps glow effect around these? It's around dreadful. These oh, a huge oh, out. Of, I mean, at least it's not red like so many other titles we see. Uh, but yeah, Warwick Davis, Ice T, and a bunch of other people who I don't think have been in anything since. You kidding me? Red Grant, a massive name. <laughs> V no Dan Martin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what what made you want to choose um one of the films from the Leprechaun franchise? Well, again, just um A A picking a, a horror franchise and uh you know some of the some of the classic tropes that come with that where there's a fine line between something that's genuinely terrifying and something that's just like ridiculously like stupid and uh, not very intimidating, which I think the Leprechaun straddles very closely because you know he's he's a he's a natural born killer, but he's also uh, whatever three foot two and speaks in Irish limerick and kills people in stupid ways. So it's quite like dumb fun, um, and I think just taking that quite dumb, taking yeah, it yeah, to it's quite the, dumb, <laughs> taking it to the hood. <laughs> it's like I think that's where the script stopped. Someone just went right. That's it. Done. That's the next one. Do you feel like as two predominantly Caucasian men, we have the right to talk about and address elements of the hood? Or... Uh, we're, we're about to find out. <laughs> <laughs> we're really about to find out. So full disclaimer. I would argue that we almost certainly don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I think we can I'm offer, a bit uh, Spanish. That's all we have. <laughs> uh, I've got... Uh, I mean, straight Afro away. is in the house. Ice T's Afro is banging. Yeah, I think we offer a unique outside perspective, Joe. Oh, look at those shoes and flares <laughs> and everything. This is brilliant already. 
especially because there's just some somebody off screen just like flashing a light to make it look like a train's gone past. <laughs> oh my god, fully. <laughs> and I see he's like, can you please stop it? I don't necessarily think an afro would suit me, but I do. I would love to be able to just have a comb around me at all times. I think it'd be quite handy. Yeah. What if you had like, you know, like you've got character creators in games. Uh, if you could choose like any hairstyle, like growing it wouldn't be an issue. Like you could have an afro or a mohawk or a giant ponytail. What do you think would suit you the best or would you like? That's a really good question and a really hard question. Do you have an answer for that question before I do? Um, I want to try a shortcut mohawk at some point, and that's something I think I can I can also do with my hair in terms of you know you just shaving stuff off. But I, I worry I, I I'm at the age now that if I shave it all off, will it grow back? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I think uh, my face is as such that I don't think I would suit long hair. Uh, I also don't want to go through the entire process of getting to the length of hair that would I would deem to be long hair. Yeah, um, you have to really I think it would commit, look awful for so long. Yeah, um, and then probably still throughout. Plus, I don't have the patience or the you know the attitude to keep long hair well. Yeah. So uh, I think I'm a short number one back and sides. Yeah, keep it simple. Yeah. So these two, these two cool looking cats have broken into the subway to steal the leprechaun's gold and uh, Ice-T is taking the magical flute. That's That's all I need. But oh no, he's come to life. <laughs> this is a goosebumps. <laughs> it is. It's the makeup on Warwick Davis. He's taking the comb. And he's walking really slowly. Oh, just run away. I know, right? He's got tiny legs. You'll get really far. <laughs> he won't be able to climb over the wall. Is that it? Is that all he gets? That's it. He's been stabbed off screen by a comb in the throat. Funny that they went with the comb when it was the first thing I pointed out. See? You've got to watch out for these plot points. I mean, they came to play if that's the opening death. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, this this film's going to be very low budget and it's going to work. I mean, look at the costumes already, but um, I don't think any practical effects in this film. <laughs> look at Ice-T. Is that Ice-T, yeah? That's Ice-T. Look at him reacting to this leprechaun. He's pulled out a gun. He's in platforms and heels. I reckon he was pointing up and they're like, no, you have to look lower. Point lower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the... You're not winning... Uh, oh no, he's got a knife. He's going to play some knifey games with the leprechaun. Did he just pull a, a knife out of his hair? Exactly. Oh my god, I love it. Yeah, you know, just pull out a sandwich. Yep. <laughs> he just pulled out a baseball what? bat. <laughs> <laughs> you see what, what I mean? Happening? Oh shit. Oh, he's run out of weapons in his hair. So this, so the leprechaun has powers, yeah. Yeah, like okay, I know he's he's uh, he's he's short and slow moving and doesn't seem very threatening, but he does have magical powers to mess stuff up. You can just imagine Warwick Davis in in the casting, like with his agent being like, um, "There's a leprechaun film," and he's like, "I'm in." <sighs> can you imagine just like? Fuck's sake. It's like, or you can play an Oompa Loompa in the upcoming... It's like, 
fuck's sake. I, you know, credit where credit's due. He, the fact that he's been in this franchise for, you know, have we seven films, eight films? He is fully. Did he do it the whole time? Yeah. He is the leprechaun, and uh, what is that effect that we just saw? <laughs> it's the paint dry effect. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, I'm looking for really sassy comebacks to when they thwart the leprechaun. Got your ass. Got your ass. Uh, but yeah, so his magical pendant went back on him and now he's frozen in time again until some other idiot takes him off. And now we're in the hood. Which is Joe so rightly pointed out, we are so far removed from here in our quiet English suburban life. Can you? Do you think you could rap better than he does? Absolutely what? not. You know, I think one of the hardest things ever is rapping. Like to be, to spit lyrical, as the, as he said, in the whitest way possible. I just think it's such a talent to be able to do that on the spot. Like you know, these rap battles, like the really legit ones. Like, oh, I just mate. think, how do they fucking do it? Whoa! Explosion on stage! <laughs> oh, that was a Power Rangers dive, wasn't it? It was really bad, yeah. <laughs> May, I love uh, I love that style of rapping. Uh, I love a guy called uh, Blind Fury. Have you ever heard of him? No, but he sounds like a selectable character on a fighting game. He's... he's <laughs> or a Pokemon. Blind, Blind Fury in Dead or Alive. Um, he's this, uh, this obviously blind, like actually blind, uh, white rapper who proper spits lyrical and he raps so quickly and like proper cutting stuff in those rap battle stuff. I have to send you a compilation of his best work. He is phenomenal. I absolutely love him. He's incredible, aggressive, uh, poetry to music and it's very good. <laughs> like and Aggressive poetry, poetry to music. That's, that's a brilliant way of describing it. Yeah, but that's what it is, isn't it, really? But in like a incredibly impressive way. On-the-spot poetry as it's well. It's poetry in motion whilst telling your mum to fuck herself. So Yeah. <laughs> All saying that you did, did his mama. Uh, so I love these rappers and the Postmaster P because his, his message is positivity. You know, you just, you just can't get more wholesome than that in South Central L.A. Love that. Of these three looks and styles, which one would you most be most comfortable wearing? Uh, probably Postmaster P on the left, you know, big, big baggy white t-shirt. Uh, I could maybe pull off a backwards white cap. Um, yeah, you can be him. I like the I like the look of the guy with the black vest. Yeah. There's something cool about that. In fact, when I was at school, in primary school, um, I used to be the only kid in my year who had a vest version of the jumper that everyone had. So everyone had like a gray jumper with like a uh, yellow and black like trim. And I weirdly, for some reason, had this vest version with no sleeves. And um, I just felt quite cool wearing it. It looked really gay in hindsight, but I loved it. <laughs> Mate, you're a real vest guy. Like if I think about like your attire generally and... Um you know having having recently purchased drunkenly uh, a sports uh, a sports jam a space jam toon squad uh, vest um you're the kind of guy i think of is like you pull off those kind of like jerseys really well yeah 
I'm quite broad, so I think vests look quite cool um, and like highlight the right thing and block the wrong thing. <laughs> well, you're showing off right. your guns. See, it's all about positivity. Oh, I like him. I th if memory serves, he may be the best actor in it, but do not hold me to that. <laughs> do not hold me what, to that. What, Postmaster P? Because I think he he's the one who has like the biggest character arc. <laughs> I have a sneaking suspicion, Joe. There's going to be a couple of things like this which haven't aged well. <laughs> I th I think and this is this is massive massive trigger warning. And again, I'm not sure if it's covered in the first hour. There are some very questionable trans views in this film. Are there? Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> Ooh, just what we need some controversy. Yeah, look, it's Ice-T in the future. He's got a sweet black suit now. He's lost his afro. And he's rich as fuck. His name's Mac Daddy in this, yeah? Mac Daddy. <laughs> that makes me hungry. <laughs> have you? Uh, what's What's been the, the food you've missed most in lockdown? What have you not been able to get that you would normally be like, oh, I'd love to go to this takeaway or something? Uh... Uh, oh, Miller and Carter, the steakhouse. Oh, Ooh, so good. There's a few quite near us, and we go there quite a lot. Because I presume if you... Well, I don't know where your like, nearest Mackie D's is, but they've obviously been open for like takeaway and stuff. Yeah, there's actually none near us at all. Like The closest one is about a half an hour drive away. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, it's probably a good thing, really. <laughs> I was going to say, you really got to want Mackie D's for that. We went to um, Deptford to visit a mate who's moved there recently, uh, and on our drive back in the evening, we uh, drove through a uh, McDonald's drive-through, and I kind of forgot how fun that is to do that. <laughs> I don't know why it's so fun, but it is cool. It's it still feels like a novelty, like you know, it's what you used to like. Uh, well, I don't know for you, but like growing up as a kid, um, either like having Mackie D birthday parties was that was that a thing you ever did? Uh. No, I do remember having a Quasar, which was our version of Laser Quest party. That was cool. Quasar is absolutely Oh, and get this. Uh, I was, what, um, probably too old for it, but my pa my parents made a cake that was a Power Rangers cake that said, get this, JoJo Power Rangers. Fuck yeah. Oh, my good God. That's There's a amazing. picture of me in like a feeler top with Kappa trousers blowing out a JoJo Power Rangers <laughs> cake. So and I was 90s. like, that is the 90s. Yeah, 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 yeah fully. <laughs> Do we have this discussion before about which Power Ranger you wanted to be and nobody wanted to be the Blue Ranger because he was the, like, the nerd. So what's happening? See, Ice-T's not a fan of the, the music. Oh, so they got music. the mixtape, but they, he's not a fan because he's all about the bitches and hoes and he doesn't like the positivity. So he just threw it on the ground. They're, these guys are beautiful. The guy whose fashion that you wanted... Um, Beautiful man. Also, that guy in the front can't stop touching his belly. He keeps 
he keeps lifting his shirt off like he's he's got like a itch or a rash. <laughs> Is that like a tick? Do you think like to do that? It might be. <laughs> Imagine being this pimp. He, I mean, he's got a pretty baller pad, especially because he's just got the leprechaun statue right in the middle of it in this like glass, uh, this glass case. But it's obviously it's asking for an accident to happen. You wouldn't put it in glass otherwise. Yeah. Um, if you think of like the butterfly effect where you could change one thing and then you, ah, oh, topless, uh, one thing <laughs> and then you could, uh, you'd be, I wonder how many different clicks to the left it would be before I am Mac Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> for I am that pimp that people like revere me like that Christ yeah, what, what, look at his physique man. man man's in shape yeah and he's wearing his trousers very low he looks like the dude in GTA 5 that you're like why am I this guy now oh um... <laughs> like, do you know what I mean you're like oh yeah. I was about to say Franklin but that's the complete opposite that's uh, the I've, I've not uh, properly played GTO for GTI. GTR5. GTR5. Australian now. <laughs> Joe, I'm having an identity crisis over here. You're, in your butterfly effect, you've become Mac Daddy. In my butterfly effect, I'm suddenly Australian for some reason. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, did you like GTA 5? Uh, from what I did play of it, yeah. Like I think the, the physics of it were just like so fun. and um, I liked it until it marathon. became... Yeah, I liked it until you get further on in the game and it becomes a series of heists that you got to set up. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't really care about that. So, it, like, the rest of the of the um, of the story is all about these heists, and I just couldn't care less. Like, yeah, it's the main. Feature, the reason I liked three and Vice City and and everything else is because it was the variety of the missions and. It was just a cool exploring world to the city be in. And, like, yeah, yeah, driving around Vice City with the tunes, but like, I, I just died in your arms tonight. Oh, but I um, loved it in GTA 3 when they created entire radio stations full of fake songs. I was oh, like, this is amazing. As an actor, that, well, what would appeal to me as a voice actor would be like, right, we're just in the recording booth all day and you just need to pretend to be like a disc jockey. And like, here's your character. Like, oh my god! But uh, it's really funny. Like, I remember you, if you ever used to crash midway through a show that you liked, you'd be like, "Damn it!" Because <laughs> like, it was listening to that. There was this song in one of them. It was like, I can't remember. It was something like, "None of these days can pass you by if you don't change." And whatever that song was on, if ever there was like a high speed chase or I crashed my car, I was livid because at the time it was like pre just finding that kind of a track on youtube you just have to wait well, that until was it, it shows like up again. early early video games absolutely got me into so much music like um, if i think about like my experience with like tony hawks two and three yeah, that, yeah. that really broadened my like punk rock um horizons and again with like gta 5 like the variety of tracks it had and like it had all this 80s stuff that had other like hip-hop channels and things well, also like EA Sports, they always had really good soundtracks as well. All of the different ones. And to give it a modern day shout out, uh, I'm a massive fan of the soundtrack or the music library on Rocket League, the uh, the car football um, uh, online game. It's got a such a great soundtrack. I've got like a bunch of Spotify playlists based off it now. I really love the music. Is does Rocket League League have some K-pop in it as well? 
Yeah, it's like it's got a whole range of like techno electro stuff, but it's got like a bit yeah, of like, yeah. yeah Asian K-pop kind of like influence on there as well as being some like chilled deep house. Yeah, relax. and they they have like really big singers doing yeah, it as well. Mate, I'll, I'll, I'll share my Spotify playlist with you. It get it's so chill. Oh, I think I'm actually thinking of League of Legends. Oh, never mind. <laughs> So what's happening? So they're breaking into this house. They're breaking in because they're not going to make it in the music biz. So they're just going to nick his stuff. And right. they've just shot him. Uh, Mac Daddy's on the floor. And oh no, the glass around the leprechaun has smashed because of... And there's smoke for some... Why is there smoke, Joe? <laughs> Why would he keep it, this leprechaun? Oh, so the idiots can't do that. So they've just taken the chain off the leprechaun. So he is... Um, well, we'll see. But bit, little plot point there. Uh, the reason Mac Daddy is so famous in the music biz is because the golden flute that he stole from the Leprechaun, um, when he plays it, people love his music. Come on. These, this, no. this film is filled with these lines. You got more referential rhymes. <laughs> Then that guy called Buster. I like oh, that they did just completely shower Leprechaun with some bullets, which is exactly what you would do. Exactly. Like, Shoot it. That's realistic. They're just like kill yeah. that motherfucker, and then they just kill the motherfucker full of lead. But as we'll see, that's would not, you be that doesn't mean that, that he's leprechaun? <gasps> okay. Here we go. You see a leprechaun, you pump him full of lead, but that doesn't mean that the motherfucker's dead. Did you, did, you, did you just make that up or is that about to come I, up? I just made that up. You're welcome. It's brilliant. Brilliant. We can make a leprechaun out of you yet. <laughs> just just chop off my knees. Oh, the smoke's back. I love these like plumes of smoke that come up <laughs> from it. It's such like a classic low budget thing to do is like, let's just buy a cheap yeah. smoke machine to add a bit of atmosphere. Hey, yeah, yeah. How do we import atmosphere? Oh, it's just this gas. Yeah. He's a big fat ass. I think so, yeah. I really hope Warwick Davis had an input writing these lines. Shirt. Oh, that's horrendous. Look at that shirt. It looks like something you'd have to wear if you won a competition. Like in an office. Like, oh, you're the you're the guy of the week. Wear this shirt. Yeah. Maybe that's a sales <laughs> uh, It's thing. a casual Friday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Washy, shirt, 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 shirt night. <laughs> yeah. You say that, Actually, but I, I think like the particularly like the Hawaiian shirt or the flame shirts that again were like reminiscent of the nineties have come back into fashion. But I don't think a pure have, gold but silk. Have you ever been to one of those shit shirt nights where you have to dress in like the worst fashion you can? Uh, that's just an average day for me, Joe. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, you just do it every time. How rude! <laughs> <laughs> um, what the? No, uh, I don't think I have. Is, is that like a workplace thing or a birthday thing or just like a club night thing? It's like a lads night thing. It'd be like same as like a golf night, like pub golf night. You'd do like a shit I've shirt I've definitely night, done yeah. that, yeah. Oh, God, he gets to say the line. Oh, here we go. But the best line in the film. Okay, not this one. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, the leprechaun's just popped up in the toilet and is about to smoke a blunt with iced tea. I mean, Joe, this film has it all. Is this supposed to be scary? 
this is. Interesting blend. Oh, save the damn line. You know what I mean? It's, he just can't take it, the horror seriously because he's trying to like understand uh, <laughs> black culture and. Um... A friend with weed is a friend indeed. There we go. But a friend with gold is the best I've told. <laughs> oh, you just have to look at yourself in the moment. Just go. Why? Why are you sharing a spliff with a leprechaun in the bathroom? I feel like the close-up of the leprechaun, that's what Americans think British people look like. Oh, they do, they oh, no. do think we've all got terrible teeth. And he just ripped Ice T's finger off. And now he's in the club. <laughs> I think what I do like about this film is that people do react to him in a very natural way that you would do. You're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of, it kind of, remember in um, uh, Urban Legends, I was saying, how cool would it be to have a film where people react realistically to the situation? This, this is the hood yeah. version of that, isn't it? Yeah. Nobody is fucking around. Ah, oh, we've got some classic lightning effects. Oh, honestly. The effects are literally Power Rangers, aren't they? <laughs> Which is actually not saying much because uh, this came out in 2000. I don't think anyone with a gold shirt like that has any right calling anyone ugly. No. <laughs> so now they're pawning off all the... Uh... Oh my God, there's a Nintendo 64 in the background. Did you see that? Yes, fuck yes. Why aren't they buying that? That's exactly oh, what no. I'd spend my money on. If I just God, you know, even it. seeing that the the packaging makes me excited as a kid again. So nostalgic. Because yeah, you were you're a Nintendo kid growing up, weren't you? Indeed, yeah, yeah. None of this Mega Drive bullshit. Well, okay, so my, I went um, in our house. We went Super Nintendo. And then yeah. I remember playing a lot of my friends N64, but I didn't have one. The next, the next console up from that for us was a PlayStation, and then we went PlayStation Two. And then, other than that, I was already off and doing other things, like being cool. Well, no, just just I after uh, well, yeah, there was a gap, and then I went to uni and got something else, you know, kind of vibe. But yeah, <laughs> you went to uni and became a cowboy. Yeah, like everyone does, right? Yeah. <laughs> So what I love about, I mean, you can't really hear it in this film, but when he plays the flute, it's just such a really crap, pathetic tune, but everyone just like suddenly gets mesmerized. <laughs> Have these guys been in anything else since? I really don't think so. I could be wrong. Uh, internet proved me wrong. But I can't say I've recognized any of them, but. Do you have any, like, this strikes me particularly, I imagine as this franchise went on, it got more and more silly when the first one was probably an effort to try and make it slightly scary. Like, at least in a way, if you can, like, bring in Jennifer Aniston, unless it was pre-Friends, which you probably would have been actually thinking about yeah. it. Um, you know, these things tend to get more and more ridiculous as they go on. Do you have any kind of, do you have any sh films that you watched when you were younger that at the time was, well, that, that you maybe didn't register was a joke at the time, so it still freaked you out? Was a joke at the time? 
Well, like either dark comedy or like, like if, you, if you're little and you see someone getting their hand ripped off, like he just did, you're going to be like, oh, that's scary. Like, even if it's, you know, there's something around it. <laughs> I've, I've got a really shit one. Go on. <laughs> it's not even horror related. Um, what is happening on the screen? Just a second. Oh, Mr. Mr. Chell's doing a dance to be in their band. Why? <laughs> Look at that. Ass. What is happening? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Joe. <laughs> Mr. Chow walks so that guy from The Hangover could run. Yeah. Um, uh, Ken Jong, He's great. Yeah. I also really hope Mr. Chow doesn't die in this film. I can't remember. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> this this isn't, this isn't strictly uh, horror-related, but I remember freaking out as a kid at Twister, um, which, you know, isn't really that scary a film and I think it's like a 12 or something but right at the beginning when there's a twister um, some dad gets his family to some like barnyard shelter but then gets ripped away into this twister himself and that really upset me <laughs> oh well you know it's quite distressing to be fair um, My uh, mine would be um, have you ever seen a film called Death Becomes Her oh uh, it's got Meryl Streep and Goldie Bruce Hall Willis. and Bruce Willis actually randomly yeah. and clocked till later um definitely black comedy definitely dark humor but it's silly to watch now but even now when i watch it i remember how i used to see it as a child and it used to freak me out like someone getting pushed down the stairs and their neck turning around around. yeah someone else getting like shot in the stomach and then i was like i was just too young to really understand that that was funny and i was like this is horrible (laughs) like people walking around with their head like on back to front and stuff i just Really got me. Dark, dark comedy is definitely something I think would go over kids' heads because I think as a kid you definitely take that stuff literally. Oh my god, I've got another one. So do you remember the TV British TV show Men Behaving Badly? Uh, in, in bits. Never, never properly watched it. By doing okay, well, there's there's an episode where a guy because the whole the whole show is about a guy and his best mate who live together and their girlfriends live above them basically in another flat. Um, there's a quandary that the main guy's in because he has to decide whether he wants to I'd rather live with his girlfriend or his best mate and he, he has these flashback he has these like dream sequence moments where he in this episode imagines that they react really bad to it and in both cases they try and kill him and in one in one point oh one of them throws like scissors across the room and it like stabs him in the neck and he bleeds out on the bed now when you're a kid watching a show like that that you're not really supposed to be watching because it's like rude you don't expect it to also be scary and that shat me up because i was That's like it's dark like oh, it really is dark. Like, it's, the it, like, there's like a laughter track, but I was like, it's still pretty grim. And I watched it recently and I was like, it is still pretty horrible. <laughs> like, like, it just comes out of nowhere. Well, clearly it's stuck with you all these years, so. Who's this girl and why is she standing in front of the car? So, I don't know why, but in the scene previously, uh, the, the pawn shop owner waved a samurai sword at the leprechaun and told him to fuck off. Um... So he did, but now he's met an old flame in the middle of the street because this is just what happens. Oh, has he possessed this leprechaun or something? I mean, has leprechaun possessed this lady? I think so. And I think it's going to be Warwick Davis in a wig. (laughs) What? Of the normal height? I don't... I mean, audio only listeners, you really need to be watching this this moment. It is. If you want to see a man rub his hands over a lot of cheetah, go for it. Or is it leopard? I don't know. 
and now her oh, face God. is melting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Botox wore off. Yeah. <laughs> Is it work, Davis, in the wig? Nope. Work, Davis, is in the boot of the car? So something else is now killing it. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't... Okay, this is how I think they wrote it. I think whoever's writing it just... Hey, look at this topless party. Brilliant. Um, I, I think whoever wrote it just thought of the very first idea with no fine-tuning whatsoever and then made it. Well, like I said, someone just went, oh, we're going to do another Leprechaun film, but this time it's in the hood. And then she went, yep, writes itself. <laughs> Life's tough. Yeah, but he's the positivity guy. He can't sing about that. But this is this is why I think he is kind of the best actor in this film because he does have this arc of like starting off as really positive and like, I'm going to make it in the business. And then the film just wears him down. And he sees the dark side of the music industry and, you know, all the killings and uh, Leprechaun stuff aside. And by the end, you know, spoiler, he's just a badass motherfucker because he's just embraced nihilism and, and you know, being a bastard. And it gets him great success. Oh, that's, hor- that's a horrible message. And the smoke effects back, Joe, so you know it's serious. When I was younger and didn't live in London or even England when I lived in Jersey, I thought that living in a city, any city, would be kind of like this, where you'd go and hang out on like roofs and it was all really industrial and... I yeah. fucking love that. I'd, I'd love to be like be part of a building complex that I could like get up onto the roof of and have like roof parties. I'm a huge rooftop bar fan, Joe. The closest thing we had was when a lot of us lived in the edge and then we went up to the roof and had a little, but we didn't really use it very much. And even then it was a very like uh, fancy version of it. Like I'm thinking like some deck chairs on, a, on an industrial roof type vibe, you know, like how, you know, there's a few episodes where actually where, living in an industrial estate. Yeah. You know, there's a few episodes where the friends characters go up to the roof to look at something, that yeah. kind of vibe that I was like, that's what I think cityscapes would be like and well maybe and it's an american thing because like, they they do that as well a few times in um how i met your mother don't they it's this whole like oh they can just get up onto the rooftop of their apartment complex and have like you know drinks and stuff up there and just like you just overlook the city so maybe we just have really boring safety regulations in the uk which means in our apartment blocks we can't do that Again, I think this film like it, it goes along at a pace where everyone is reacting pretty realistically to the scenario, and it's just as much about being chased by a uh, a, a, a rhyming killer leprechaun as it is. You've just pissed off this massive music producer who's like actively trying to like fuck you whilst still trying to make it, you know, become a somebody in the industry. Fucking hell. So this is the character I don't think is very PC. Is there... Um, uh, I, I, we, we kind of loosely touched upon it when we watched Space Jam, but is there a film that you used to like love as a kid or like thought was really funny, and then when you watch it in hindsight in the future, you're kind of like, wow, that's really not aged well, and it's so inappropriate, and you don't want to... You kind of don't want to like admit it was like one of your favourite films. 
Oh, that's a good question. I suppose uh, I can't think of a film off the top of my head, but I do think I think we covered it before. But I do think the Friends series really doesn't age well at all, and a lot of Friends, it's like gay really? panic humor and yeah. Oh, oh my god! Like there's so much. Like from from the lens of a someone from the LGBTQ plus community, it's like God. Every joke the Chandler makes is about him being you know his, his gay panic and like being very homophobic problems with his dad, who's like an entertainer and like. And a lot of this, like, oh, God, we were hugging on the sofa, oh, that kind of vibe. And, yeah, there's a, there's a few things that really don't work. Overall, the message is still lovely, but it's, yeah. Yeah. What about you? Oh, oh sorry, I'm just really upset. Oh, Mr. Chow died. Chow. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, my God, no. Nobody is safe. But he danced so well. This is exactly what I'm talking about. So right? this kind of an area. Bit of fairy lights, you know, a couple, yeah, of, couple that's of 22 all I need, speakers, man. bit of foliage. Nice little deck chair. It's a lot of plants. Turn that shit off. Yo, cut that shit off, man. What's the matter with you? People trying to sleep here. Fucking asshole. <laughs> also, like, the idea of, like, living in a neighborhood where, like, just, like, the, the residents constantly, like, yell at each other from, like, across the street. You know, and, like, those, um... Uh, like, they, they do it in, like, Hey Arnold. Um... Just because of the way those like city apartments are so close together, <laughs> and it's a great line. And um, uh, have you seen Eddie Murphy's Coming to America? No. Uh, which, by the way, uh, uh, the sequel is out now on Prime Video. Shameless work plug. Um, but more importantly, uh, a uh, the original uh definitely definitely doesn't doesn't translate to uh today's language of some of its jokes but one of my favorite lines isn't it is he's just come to america this this african prince he doesn't know like the 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 surroundings and he stands on like a new york balcony or whatever and he's like good morning everybody and someone's just like hey jerk off shut the fuck up <laughs> it just, <laughs> i just like that grouchiness <laughs> yeah probably it'd probably be a hell to live in but i like that as a is a, a depiction of city living. Oh my god! I've just looked up le- the Leprechaun series on um, on uh, on IMDb, and we joked, but there is actually a Leprechaun Four in space. Did you know that? <laughs> I think I did. Yeah, it's so Leprechaun Leprechaun Two, Leprechaun Three. Okay, Leprechaun Four in space, Leprechaun yeah. Five in the hood, <laughs> Leprechaun. Seven Las Vegas, <laughs> Leprechaun Returns, Leprechaun Origins. See, that's it. it. Like film franchises reach a point. You see it with um, Friday the Thirteenth. You see it with Halloween. You're seeing it now with like the Saw franchise, uh, Paranormal Activity. Anything that basically gets too big for itself starts to lose like um, starts to lose the the gravity of the like the horror threats it escalates and gets more and more ridiculous and then suddenly jason's in space and then they realize they've gone too ridiculous and have to bring it back and they have to turn it full circle into an origins uh, story and they've had to go like kind of it's a sequel but it's really a prequel to the rest of the films and then the cycle starts again the problem the problem here is jason as a concept is scary and you know, um, Michael, Michael Myers is scary, and even the screen concept is scary. <laughs> a tiny leprechaun, 
I'm not sure. I'm not sure you could ever fully be scared by that concept. So therefore, it loses its chance to get like any kind of, uh, you know, like gritty reboot, like a Rob Zombie version of it. Like, although yeah. having said that, I would pay a lot of money to see a Rob Zombie cover of Leprechaun. Well, because that's it. If it got proper rebooted, a they would have to ditch Warwick Davis, so there's no association there, and b they'd have to stop him like rhyming all the time and they'd have to make him actually like look threatening and at that point i think that's what the charm of these films uh the charm of this film is or sorry this film franchise so they probably won't which is sad because it means it's a product of its time and it won't watching this reminds me of a really funny um there's a redubbed version of Power Rangers on YouTube where it's a bunch of really funny, like really quick witted black actors who are uh, replacing all the, all the um, voices of the, of the Power Rangers. Uh, and I watched amazing. it when I was like, oh, it's amazing. It's only like a couple minutes long. I watched it with my mate, uh, uh, Malagi Mags uh, from, uh, from Winchester uni who shout out to Malagi. You're definitely not, definitely not listening to this. You've got like three kids at this point and you're definitely busy. But, um, he, I remember he fan of the show. I watched it, found it really funny, showed him, he watched it and he just picked up on all of these references that I had no context over and no concept over and knowing, knowing the references and getting them made it so much funnier. So, because it's all kind of like, I suppose, um, references from references from his culture which i just didn't pick up and understand or even didn't catch like at one point he didn't realize that someone was talk- someone was saying um someone turns around and says oh yeah yeah uh, uh basically uh, yeah I- i'm a hung motherfucker i fuck emus in the ass and i was like i didn't even hear it and then he pissed himself <laughs> laughing being like and then explained it I was like, i'm a hung motherfucker i fuck emus in the ass. he fucks emus in the ass <laughs> Which means he's got a long dick. Mate, you need to be Mac Daddy. We need to make this happen. <laughs> Do you think these characters are discernibly different enough? Yeah, so basically, post Postmaster P's, like, you know, obviously, he's he's kind of the, the main talent and he's the positive one. And then, oh, I've already forgotten the names of the two, but the guy in the puffer jacket is like, the the nerdy slightly comical but like tries to get all like scientific and maybe like tries to be the techie one and then the other guys kind of like wannabe gangster and you know a, a little bit of that short man syndrome um and it's not gonna last very long they're just three best friends That was so much louder than what... (laughs) Okay, they're not reacting very realistically at this point. But you would be freaked out because last time they saw him, they obviously shot him the fuck up and now he's suddenly here and they're like, there's a a leprechaun chasing them and he's seemingly unkillable. Oh yeah, so here we go. Here's Science Boy doing his thing. Winter's Day douche. (laughs) (laughs) douche that's such an american word douche douche would you would you use that in english context what a douche yeah yeah probably but only in a very specific way but i've not quite worked out when it would come up it's like a douche oh what a douche i feel like it's like oh how do you describe someone who's a douche douchebag dickhead 
yeah, but it's got to be like it's more like knobby, isn't it? It's like oh, what a douche. I I, I, I can't. Would even we just it. use like oh, stop, stop being a prick. Pricks a very English word by comparison. I don't know many other cultures or countries who use prick in the same way. <laughs> that was a really stupid thing we used to do at school to like wind teachers up. Everyone just used to like say quite loudly but under their breath, prick. And so the teacher would be there at the board and they're like turned away away from everybody and someone just go, prick. And you turn around and be like, who said that? And obviously nobody would say anything. And then once you did it, somebody else then had to do it. <laughs> I'm such a well-mannered good boy that, like, I didn't really like it when people used to, like, try and take the piss out of teachers or, like, take advantage of, like... Oh, you're such a teacher. Uh, supply pet. teachers. And, well, oh, I, I think it's because when I was in secondary school, I, I used to want to be a teacher, so I just want to have to deal with that shit. Um, <laughs> but I wouldn't stop it. I wouldn't be like, excuse me, everyone. I would just sit there and I'd uh, probably it. was it Jeremy. J- Jeremy called you yeah, a prick. Yeah. This was started by... Yeah, it wasn't like that, but... It wasn't because either of your parents were teachers, though. Thing about um, stunt effects, they must be quite limited with who they can use as stunt actors. Oh, they, they use stunt actors. They just put small children in the costume <laughs> against their will. <laughs> that's just like that's just like the producer's son. He's like, "I want to be in this movie, Dad." I was like, "Okay, you can be a, a flaming leprechaun." See, he just he just fought back against Leprechaun with uh, science. I like that he can use science against Leprechaun. I think that's cool. Science is cool, kids. Whereas the other guy's like, yeah, we got to use like brute force. No, no, no. You got to outthink this motherfucker. This is um. This came out what? Nine eighty six or something? Nineteen eighty six? No. <laughs> oh no! You're, no, nineteen eighty six. I know it's two thousand. Is 2000 before mobile phones? Um, that's a very good question. And Christ, again, it makes us sound so, so old. Uh, not well, massively. It, like, I wouldn't have been a... Actually, no. I, I, I got my first phone when I was 12. Nokia, Nokia 3210. You, when you were 12? 12, 13, I got a Nokia 3210. So... You know, again, we're talking basic bitch, like you can send like five texts and play Snake. But um, Hey, the 3210 was sexy. That was the tall grey silver one, wasn't it? Which yeah. had like the curvy woman's body. Woo! And then everyone liked the 3310, which is the one that had the white ring on it. Yeah, so that, that was the one that then properly became like... Uh, I, the comparison I use is the Nintendo DS and then the Nintendo DS Lite when they suddenly brought out loads of colours and made it a little bit smaller. And then suddenly they sold millions of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, with um, those two phones, it was like the first time you could, like, one of the first times you could change the covers of your phone and make it way oh more you. Oh, my God. That was, like, uh, that was like your identity as a kid, wasn't it? Like, the phone cover you had and uh, your polyphonic ringtone. <laughs> oh, my God. We're the so reason old, I, Joe. There was also, We're like, a so ringtone creator where you could create a song that you like. Best Jesus. Um, do you... Well, ba- based on, like, five five little notes. The reason I'm asking about the phones is there is something about this that feels nostalgic, but there's also something about this that no one's got a phone out and it's quite refreshing to not have phones in films. Yeah. Especially because like 
the idea that you wouldn't want a horror movie, like the tension being undercut by someone just getting out their phone, taking pictures to prove it happened and calling the police and then it being resolved. Yeah. That's boring. Though, although this came out in 2000, uh, I don't necessarily think it was maybe set in 2000. It could be a bit earlier, like 90s. Hence all of our awesome 90s talk. Or maybe it is set in 2000, but this is just an area which hasn't quite caught up yet or something, you know. That also happens. Well, again, mate, it's a it's a rundown part of uh, Compton, you know. Not everyone's going to be walking around with, with cellular devices. Uh as the uh, the privileged the privileged few. I hope these actors really enjoyed doing this film. I hope this was a fun set to be on. Yeah. I like. Oh yeah, I like the, to think they're all kind of like either local lads or there was a lot of like improvisation around this. Now this I do not get, and this is this is. Not not on, like a huge attack on Christianity, but it's a very it's a it's a a mistranslation across the pond of American worship of of Christ and the big kind of like happy clappy church and um, you know those big revival tents that travel round and you know have congregations like of like hundreds with some some healer up front uh, you know. I was first introduced to it through Simpsons parody, but like, do you, do you know what I mean? This is so, it's such the antithesis to the uh, the nice, quaint uh, English-British church, like doing choir hymns. Yeah, it's funny because of these type of services, I think the music and the vibe is cooler, but I don't necessarily, yeah. I wouldn't want to sit there and have someone shout at me <laughs> for like an hour. <laughs> Save your soul. Yeah, it's very like, do it or die. Whereas like, yeah. We're like, Ave Maria. If he don't, I'll find a hole. <laughs> <laughs> Singing about hoes in God's house. <laughs> it's a no from me. <laughs> yeah. Mary Jane. <laughs> oh, they're making this up on the spot. <laughs> they wouldn't be bothered by that, would they? Oh, no, they all get up and leave. <laughs> yeah. Quick, play the flute. Play the flute. Do you ever have any dreams like that where you, you know, the other day you were talking about dreams of like being a sportsman all of a sudden and realizing you couldn't play. Do you ever have any dreams of like being on stage and not having like your lines ready or or not knowing knowing what to say or doing a speech of some kind? Uh, Not dreams, uh, reality. Um, Not that I think it's specifically happened to me, but like I used to do like the the school plays and I was in an Amdram group. So I did some like musicals as a kid. And then when I was at uni, I did, uh, I did a lot of stuff with the music theater society. So I did like a whole bunch of different like productions. And although I never had like stage, stage fright, cause I always thought the nerves of um, about to get on stage actually like give you the confidence to kind of like put the energy into performance. But there were definitely fears in the build up to like learning lines and stuff. Like I need to know this. Uh, cause you're going to like do this and 
in front of X amount of people, and if you fuck up, you will just look like an idiot, and there's no there's no recovery or nothing to hide behind. So, but then I guess that that's the difference between me then trying to apply that to a sports sports scenario. Like, yeah, I'm never going to be on the world's uh, the world stage playing in the final of the World Cup, so I can't even entertain the idea. It's to keep to my dreams. Oh, they're into it now. Oh, man, they're rapping about Jesus. So cool. Jesus love holes, you mofos. And why? Because you don't know. Come on now. Motherfucker, sit down and suck this dick. Yo, Jesus, what's up? Yo, marry you, bitch. Gonna cut you and Joseph with the knife. You motherfuckers all got me up in my lap. That was lovely. <laughs> hey, that was Jamie. very beautiful. Is Jamie short for... Are you, are you a James? I am short for a James. Ah, I never thought of you as a James. James the rapper. It, it sounds too formal to me. And it's, it's so that stupid thing. Jamie's that... really the Joey of Joseph, isn't it? Because I think Joseph is too formal, so I'm rarely called <laughs> Jamie, Joseph. Jamie, Joey, Joseph. <laughs> James, Jesus, I don't Mary think James Joseph. is sounding that formal, but... You definitely suit Jamie more than James, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's, it's the thing that I've been the Jamie all my life. And the only reason I'm James is because in a like a, a traditional or, or whatever um, perspective that my parents had, that, that that's like a more formal name at the time. So I'm, I was christened James and I'm James on like my birth certificate and passport and some like official things. But I've always been called Jamie, which to me is like more casual. But I'd say nowadays... Jamie is more widespread as much as James. So, do you, do you sign up as Jamie with work? Like, is your your emails Jamie? Uh, I have to be really careful about this. Uh, if if something is properly official, like I have to be James because otherwise, if that then correlates to uh, Her Majesty's inland revenue taxes, or um, if I oh, if right. I book a so flight. If I book a flight under Jamie and then turn up an airport with a passport saying James, I'm gonna have to. I'm not getting on that flight. I've got to like change change my flight booking details or, or shit like that. Not that I've had to do that, but so do people do? Do your work colleagues call you James? Uh, well, they wouldn't call you that, but your email correspondent saying James then? No. Um, the the only big issue I had was at school because on all the registers I was James, but. All my friends obviously knew me as Jamie, but every time I had a new teacher, it was just like, James Ballantyne, and everybody would laugh. It's like, oh, he's called Jamie, miss. And I was like, yes, it's Jamie. He's like, but the register says James. Like, I know, but I'm called Jamie. So I was that kid who, con- every time I had a new teacher, had to like explain that I'm called Jamie. And it was just the so- crowd know me as Jamie, miss. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, actually, I'm Postmaster J. Um- <laughs> it's, it's funny because Joseph is a name that I don't really necessarily associate with too much although I don't hate it I just don't I think it's too formal and I think it's it's not very yeah. me I, yeah, but um, but if, pe- if, but, my, but if I'm down as officially. Joseph and people just go hi Joe that annoys me too because I didn't tell them to call me Joe so it's like yeah. I don't know it doesn't really matter some guy just got fucking fucked <laughs> <laughs> Some guy just had his heart exploded by. I like the one squirt of ketchup that's flying over the main guy. <laughs> the thing is, he's not after iced tea anymore. He's after the boys who stole his gold. God, Sister Act Two took a turn, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> this is this is the behind uh, the alternative <laughs> cut. 
Imagine this was Sister Act 2, like the end. Yeah. Uh, well, Joe, uh, I think we've, we've actually we've come to the end of our uh, the road there. Um, Okie dokie. As pretty much they just hide in a in a cupboard for, uh, sorry, the, um, I was going to say priest, I don't know. The, the, the churchman's office, but yeah. Call it a stop there. That was Leprechaun in the Hood. Um, thoughts? <laughs> wow, where do I begin, Jay? Um, so, okay, I can't help it's, it's but It's not feel... scary at all, is it? No, I can't help but, but I don't think it's supposed to be. I I can't help but feel that this would there's a better film in here that doesn't have the Leprechaun in it. So... If you just had a film about someone who's was kind of corrupted by the music industry, that that story arc that you mentioned earlier about about what was his name, Grandmaster P, what was his name, Postmaster P, because he's Postmaster positivity. P. If it was about a guy who's who got, I guess, suppose um, whose positivity got impacted by the music industry, that's a better that's a better story to me than than this one, even though it does run sort of concurrently. Mm. Um, I think well, because uh, it can work on two levels. Like he could have this, you know, cut the leprechaun. He gets this possessed magical flute, which you know does like grant him all these all these powers and everything. But like his turn to the the dark side, as it were, is both uh, a direct result of the the evil artifact, as it were, but is also like a massive reflection on the corruption and greed of the music industry. So it could be this like real dual layer kind of like reflection of it. Yeah, or how the flute is just really just money and influence, and actually that's what makes people listen to things uh, in power. a way that you don't, you don't, don't have access power. to until you're in the business. Um, so yeah, I would say that's a better film, uh, and I would say I'd probably have I'd have more interest in see in seeing these characters play that out because um, I think. I think to make it a yeah to me it feels like that was the script and then they tacked on the leprechaun part because actually if you think about everything that happened you can lose the characters that died from the leprechaun anyway or you could just have them not die or you could just have them killed by people who belong to the main honcho from the music industry like it doesn't have to be this <laughs> leprechaun and I just think I, I can't believe I'm even saying those words um, <laughs> but yeah that, 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 that's how that's how I feel how do you feel? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it was one of those things I watched as a, uh, you know, speaking of the, the the age I got my first phone, it was probably around that time that I also watched this film. So I just thought this was really dumb, stupid fun. It, was, it wasn't it was anything that I took seriously as like horror. Like at that age, I understood the kind of the dark comedy about it. We loved like the idea of just all these kind of like, uh, the description, the hoodlums, uh, like shooting up this leprechaun and then Warwick Davis coming back with some quippy, quippy one-liner rhymes about weed. Um, so it didn't really take it too too seriously, but I never, I didn't know about the franchise until later on and I can see that's just like the vibe of the whole franchise. So I think it's it's probably in keeping with that, but you're right, because of the setting, it has this, but you can see the potential for it to be something a little bit, little bit deeper or a little bit more interesting, um, but I think I think Warwick Davis plays a good leprechaun. I think he did fun. I think it was fun. I think he 
knows what he's doing. I think it's in his wheelhouse. I think uh, I think he there were some really funny funny limerick related. <laughs> some, of, lines. some of the dialogue is terrible. I think that's yeah. that's my key takeaway. This is what would make it a crap flicks is that the writing like as try as hard as they might some of these people and I don't think some of them are even proper actors. The dialogue is not helping, but it's kind of so bad. It's funny in places. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I, I think it was stupid. I think I would like to have drunk through it. I think like it's oh yeah, it's or got to Pay too much you attention, know. which is a perfect crap flicks. Uh, but that's a question: Is it a crap flicks? Um, I think so. I wouldn't say it's the best crap flicks we've we've watched, but like, uh. I, I enjoyed it now as much as uh, I did when I first watched it. Uh, that hour did fly by for me. I don't know about you. I know we're chatting other shit, but like I just enjoyed the um, the nature of us just chatting whilst it's kind of like on and discussing kind of points from it and stuff. Um, obviously, it doesn't take itself too seriously. Maybe it's a little bit uh, too silly to be con- like a proper scary horror, but I think it, it does what it needs to do. It won't be to everyone's cup of tea, and obviously it's a bit out there in the hood compared to some of its other, uh, maybe more traditional horror settings. But I, I, I think it works. I think putting the leprechaun in in Compton in this in this franchise uh, <laughs> does its job. I agree. I, think I, I agree. I, I co-sign on it being a crap flick. I think it's stupid. It's entertaining. You don't need to pay too much attention to it. It was funny. It's referential. It's dumb. It's yeah, e- easy to follow and it works. It's a product yeah, of absolutely. its time. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, uh, can you remember the ending? Well, considering I can remember the start or the middle, and uh, even when I was watching it, no. But but I can give you some predictions of what I think happens. Uh, I imagine it's going to all culminate in the in some kind of musical event. Uh, there's probably going to be a death or two more, although I can't think of who else would die. Um, I think they, uh, what else do I think will happen in some way at the end will banish or get rid of the said leprechaun. Um, and I think they will go on to become famous, uh, rappers. Nice. Uh, pretty much spot on. Um, I can't quite remember how they do actually get rid of him, but yeah, a few more, a few more people die at the hands of the leprechaun, some innocent, some of the, the thieving guys. Um, the leprechaun then holds up in this like giant warehouse and just has a bunch of hoes. And uh, again, <laughs> to be not very PPC about it, to get into the party, they dress up as ladies um, and and sneak in. And then they do some sort of spell or performance using the, the flutes to kind of get 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 rid of him or kind of whatever uh but then the 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 final upshot of it is postmaster postmaster p um is then fully fully corrupted by the end and is is the new the new mac daddy with a bit of leprechaun influence because obviously he's not really dead and then the whole thing ends with the the leprechaun doing um you know a a rap so i think everyone should go and check (laughs) that out (laughs) what like a whilst the credits roll there's a rap exactly exactly are you joking no okay well i'll be watching that after this yeah (laughs) (laughs) what what warwick davis definitely does some sort of like yeah (laughs) okay well um who's your chill for this for this episode 
Oh, good God. Um, I'm going to I'm going to really struggle with this. Uh, none of the main characters. It's a very it's a very male heavy cast. It's pretty misogynistic. Um, uh, maybe maybe again a reflection of the music industry. Ooh. Uh, maybe that Jackie O or Sandra O character that the pawn shop guy bumps into just before her face melts and she's some sort of demon. Uh, otherwise, uh, the leprechaun's hose. Just, just generic. Okay, hose. fair enough. I pick, um, <laughs> I pick Postmaster. Can't remember his name again. <laughs> Postmaster P, because he's fucking sexy. Yeah, he's a he's a good looking man. Although he wasn't the one with his shirt off, who was also really fit. But yeah, either of those two will do. Nice, nice, nice and neat, nice and simple. That <laughs> right. Um, I think. Uh, yeah, we can pretty much just discussed how we would 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 fix it. So that was Leprechaun <laughs> in <laughs> the Hood. Uh, <laughs> wow uh, thank you so much uh, everyone for tuning in to Craplix and Chill we've been Joe and Jamie follow us over on them socials that Joe mentioned earlier that is Twitter that is Instagram that is Facebook at Craplix Podcast we also have an email address though at oh no oh, I got it wrong though craplixpodcast at gmail.com oh it's been a while since I tripped over that uh, but you can get in touch with us via email, via the socials. Uh, we post weekly animated um, trailers for each movie we watch, uh, funny audio clips from, from some of the uh, podcast highlights. You know, plug all these other podcasts. You know, hit us up in the DM, send us an email, let us know your favourite crap flicks. Really love to hear from you guys, and we love reading all your comments and watching your movie suggestions. So get in touch, come join us on the sofa, and tune in to Crap Flicks and Chill next time. See you later. See you later.